Happy Terrific Tuesday to you and yours. This is Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. Today we talk NBA Monday, Monday Night Football, Patriots versus Dolphins. We talk hip-hop. We talk hypothetical situations involving relationships. But first, we talk the trade that I wish never, ever happened. Let's go. Giancarlo Stanton is headed north leaving South Beach, Miami and headed up to play baseball in the Bronx for the New York Yankees. Big deal, big trade, and I really was hoping it didn't happen that way. I thought if I talked it out into the universe like LeVar did, Lonzo playing for the Lakers, I was hoping that we would get Giancarlo Stanton playing left field or right field or any place he wanted to for the San Francisco Giants up in the bank. And I kept talking it and putting it out there. And it just didn't happen. The evil empire once again wins. And this is a big deal uh, in a lot of ways. Let's like This stuff doesn't really happen. This is the first time that the MVP of the American League has been traded in the offseason. The last time that happened was when A-Rod won the MVP for the Rangers. And then got traded to guess who? The Yankees. This is the first time since Babe Ruth got traded to guess who the Yankees where the player with the most home runs for the league gets traded to the team with the most home runs in the league the Yankees this will be the fourth time that the reigning AL home run champ which is Aaron Judge and the reigning NL home run champ which is Mike Stanton will be playing on the same team the following season. It's fourth time that's ever happened. Like, this shit does not happen. And I don't really have a problem with the Yankees. I'm a Giants fan. We on the West Coast. But this reminds me of why I don't like the Yankees. Even though I really shouldn't have a problem with the Yankees, except for them being the evil empire. I mean, come on. They're going to be loaded. You've got Judge. Sanchez, Stanton, Aaron Hicks, Didi Gregorius, they've got a squad. Man. I mean, their pitching is still going to be a little suspect, but man, New York. And there's only been one time in the history of the game where a team has had two players hit 50 home runs in a season. It was, guess who? The Yankees with Mantle and Maris. <sighs> On one end for Giancarlo Stanton, I'm very happy for him. He was playing for the Marlins. It, it always seemed like they were rebuilding. He was wasting away some very good years in that city. Uh, so good for him that he gets to get out of Miami and go play somewhere else with a contender. Um, for the Marlins, I don't know what they're doing. Derek Jeter's coming in, and now all of a sudden, he he gets into a beep with his star player, Giancarlo Stanton, tells him to either waive the no-trade clause or he's going to deconstruct the entire team around him says Jeter to Stanton your choice so they start having beef and he's got Giancarlo Stanton's got a contract that's owed to him that's really expensive but for Jeter to come in and have beef with his star player and then send said star player his first major deal as an owner of a franchise to the team that he played for his whole career the Yankees it's kind of suspect man and they didn't really get much back they got Starling Castro and two low-level prospects for the reigning NL MVP and home run champion. I'm sorry. It seems a little suspect to me. 
Now I know Stanton had a no trade clause. He turned down the Giants. That was rude. He turned down the Cardinals. Whatever. And this isn't a personal thing on Stanton. This is more like some just don't seem right when this happens. And I know you guys might mention that my dubs were able to get Kevin Durant in free agency and make a super team in basketball, but he signed as a free agent. I'm just saying. Baseball's letting some trades go down that the rich get rich and the poor stay poor. I guess I'll get off of my complaining soapbox. Congratulations to Giancarlo Stanton. Good for you. This guy's going to have like 45 home runs by the All-Star break in that short ballpark. And then Aaron Judge and Sanchez. They might have three people hitting 50 home runs this year. My goodness. Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. Let's talk NBA Monday basketball. It starts off with the New Orleans Pelicans at the Houston Rockets. Very close, high-scoring game. Uh, It wasn't that close at first. New Orleans was jumping all up in Houston's ass to begin. But very high scoring. They both score over 60 points in the first half. Whole lot of offense. But just like the Rockets are known to play, no defense. Uh, The Pelicans normally have defense with a boogie in the brow. But there was no brow in this game. Houston, really, really good team. But But, but, I get it. Here's the thing. Number one record in the West. Um, They're undefeated when CP3 is on the court. I get all of this stuff. They're high-powered offense. Harden, MVP front runner as of right now. Still early in the season. But their lack of defense will hurt them in the playoffs in a series against championship caliber teams. Golden State, San Antonio, Cleveland's, your Boston's, your teams that have superstar players and a very good coach that can make adjustments and can shut you down when they need to shut you down. D'Antoni has always been known as an offensive-minded genius when it comes to coaching in basketball. But his teams have never had defense. And they gave up 123 points to the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, come on. It was a great second-half comeback on behalf of the Houston Rockets. But like I said, they shouldn't have given up 123 to New Orleans in the first place. CP3, 20 points, 18 points in the second half. Clint Capella was balling, just catching oops all day from Harden. 28 points. I don't even think he missed a shot. Harden had 17 assists to go with his 26 points and 6 steals. 6 steals sounds like they're playing defense. So there's potential there. They clamp down when they need to, but they don't do it for the length of a game. And and they're not consistent with it. And that's what will get them in trouble when it comes to Golden State. We know Golden State could put up points with Houston. Houston, uh, Golden State, better defensive team. San Antonio may not be able to put up points with Houston, but they're better coached and they play defense. I would believe that Popovich could find a way to shut down Houston's offense uh, more than D'Antoni is going to find a way to make an adjustment once San Antonio does that. Cleveland's got LeBron. They've got Isaiah Thomas coming back at some point. 
they're on a winning streak. They're hitting their stride. So we, we can expect to see Cleveland there towards the end. And Boston, um, no Hayward. Kyrie didn't play on Monday, but they've got the they've got championship caliber defense to the point where it makes up for their lack of offense. They shut motherfuckers down. That is what they do. Um, Gordon, what's it, Eric Gordon for Houston? Twenty-seven points. Rondo for the Pelicans had a triple double. Um, that is. He's got he's had a triple double with four different teams in his career. Not too many people have done that. And Drew Holiday for the Pelicans had 37 points. Some other dude on the Pelicans had a career high, 36 points. That type of stuff can't happen come playoff times if you're trying to win championship basketball games. I am worried about Houston as a Warriors fan because they can put the ball in the bucket very, very well. But I do trust that the Warriors would be able to shut them down in a series because they can make adjustments. Um, I don't trust that Houston can do that. But I will give Houston credit. They do have something. I mean, CP3 is known to play defense. Steve Nash was never known to play defense. Uh, Capella plays D. P.J. Tucker plays D. Trevor Ariza kind of plays D. They're not just all offense, but... We'll see what we'll see what happens as the season progresses. Houston wins a very exciting game against New Orleans. Moving on, Kyrie Irving list Boston Celtics lose to Chicago Bulls, eighty-five to one hundred eight. There's really nothing much to say about that one. Boston can't get offense going if they don't got Uncle Drew out there, and it showed last night. Charlotte Hornets. Won a road game in Oklahoma City Beating the Thunder 116-103 Hornets have a pretty young squad Young talent And Dwight Howard too I guess I should throw him in Howard had 23 points and 7 rebounds Kemba Walker had 19 points and 9 assists I remember saying earlier That I thought Oklahoma City Would have the, the formula To beat the Warriors Or challenge the Warriors Come playoff time Assuming they get all of their chemistry and their issues worked out uh, before going into the playoffs, and they can hit and they have some some momentum. Right now, they don't have that momentum, and what's happening is Russ is still putting up points. PG three is putting up points, not as much as he was in Indiana, and Melo just is started looking old, hella quick. What is going to happen in Oklahoma City? Can Russ rally the team, and can he lead the ship? He's always been known as kind of a selfish player. That was his thing in the past. He was taking too many shots away from Kevin Durant. And they kept trying to fake the funk like they were a better teammate duo than they really were. So he got um, got a lot of flack for not leading his team like a, a traditional point guard should. He's out getting his and not rallying the troops. Will he be able to rally the troops? Will he be able to change that perspective? Uh, the perception of him, excuse me. Moving forward, uh, like I said, Russ had 30 points, 7 assists, Paul George 20 points, Melo had 11 points. He's looking old, man. I'm starting to question whether OKC is going to be that team with Melo looking as old as he looks. But the season is still very, very early. And then let's talk about the most important game of the night on that Monday night NBA schedule, which was the Portland Trailblazers at the Golden State Warriors. No Steph Curry. 
no Draymond Green, no Zsa Pachulia in the starting lineup. And they still find a way to win the game. It's a beautiful thing. Swaggy P stepped up. He balled, but then he got hurt. He's in concussion protocol. Iggy did his thing. Not Swaggy's ex, Iggy Azalea. I'm talking about Andre Iguodala. He did he did a good job, which he normally does, but he was starting instead of coming off the bench. And then David West took it back. Blast from the past. Dunking on people like he was playing back in his uh, Hornets days. You feel me? It was great. It was a great game. Uh, I love watching Steve Kerr coach this team when they have players missing. Because what that does is that gets these guys that normally don't get minutes. It builds their strength. It builds their confidence. It gets them ready for whenever they need to step in and get minutes come later in the season. Uh, The rookie bell for the Warriors is on point. Kevin Durant, of course, did his thing. Klay Thompson did his thing. Dame Dollar had a mean-ass dunk in the fourth quarter. Portland made a push, but the Warriors just continued to play championship basketball and win that game. Shout out to the Dub Nation. Yeet! Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. Let's talk Monday Night Football. New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. This is something I didn't even think I'd be talking about this morning because going into the schedule and what I saw, I just thought it was going to be a normal Patriots ass whooping of the Miami Dolphins like it normally is. But oh, was I wrong. Miami Dolphins upset the Patriots in Miami 27 to 20 and had I known that the Dolphins have won four out of the last five against the Patriots in Miami I wouldn't have bet as much money on the Patriots as I did going into this game but you live and you learn the Dolphins defense was very impressive specifically their defensive backs what I saw from them was something that I don't normally see teams do against the Patriots and I hope And I wonder if teams will do this going forward, which is the DBs were right up in their receivers' faces on the line of scrimmage, putting hands on them within those first five yards, which is legal, and they can do that, thus throwing off the timing of their route. The pass rush from the Dolphins' defense was getting to Brady, so he wasn't able to sit there and extend the plays when his receivers were getting jammed off of the line, and it seemed to really disrupt the New England Patriots offense. Now we know the big 6-7 tight end. Rob Gronkowski was not playing. He was suspended uh, for that janky-ass WWE hit he put on that Bills uh, defenseless player in the week before. So we know he wasn't there to clog up the middle of the field and be Tom Brady's security blanket. That being said, I don't know why more teams don't jam these little New England Patriots receivers up off the line like the Dolphins did last night. Because you know if you sit in a zone defense, Mr. Brady's going to pick you apart all day, every day. Unless you have a dominant line to pass rush him. But if your line is average, or your DBs are average, or maybe a little bit above average, why not jam those little receivers off the line, throw off the timing and get to the GOAT and make the GOAT feel upset. He threw two interceptions in a game for the first time in like two seasons. So the Dolphins had clearly, they clearly had the right game plan as as it went to attacking Brady in the offense. Their offensive line is a little in shambles as well. And the New England Patriots were 0 for 11 on third down conversions. Goodness, the numbers do not lie. So it will be interesting to see, like I said, how teams play them going forward. 
Were the Patriots overlooking the Miami Dolphins because they know that coming up in this next week they are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who they uh, played in the AFC Championship game, who everybody considers to be the New England Patriots' biggest competition for the AFC title crown is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are rolling right now. Antonio Brown got like 1,500 yards. Le'Veon Bell's already over 1,000 yards. He leads the league in rushing. A.B. leads the league in receiving. And the, the Patriots have a pretty suspect defense right now. Were they overlooking the Dolphins in preparation for the Steelers? We do not know, but we will find out next week. That will be the game of the week for sure. But a big upset in Miami. Nonetheless, Dolphins defeating the Patriots. And this just in, on an early Tuesday morning, the NFL Network has suspended three of their anchors. Heath Evans, Ike Taylor, and Hall of Fame running back, San Diego State alum, Marshall Falk. They have been suspended from the NFL Network amidst allegations of sexual harassment. Hopefully it's not true, but if it is... It's some bullshit, guys. You guys got to quit fucking with these ladies inappropriately, man. It ain't cool. It's got to stop. It's got to stop now. I don't want to see anybody lose their job over false accusations. But if this shit is real, y'all got to go. Cal and KO going to take a break. And we're going to come back and we're going to touch more on what seems to be a very disturbing trend in 2017. That is the year of the male sexual predator. It's some bullshit. We'll be back and we discuss. Cal and KO on Anchor, we always appreciate you for finding us on these damn, these waves called the internet and and streaming sites. Anchor, the solid machine that holds us down in this rocky situation called America. America, man, where sexual predators keep coming out every day in the dozens. What is going on, man? 2017 is the year we call, if you want it, take it. Because <laughs> that's what they're doing, taking it. Watch your kids, watch your wife. Watch your, yep. And, and it's crazy because even you brought this up like a couple weeks ago. When, and, and we've been talking about it for a month. Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, Bill Cosby. Now you got in Congress. I mean, the, it's in. Hey, the, I mean, it started with the pussy grabbing dude on the on the Access Hollywood bus. President but, of yeah. the United States got outed for. You know what I'm saying? So now you got Al Franken. You got Matt Lauer on NBC. Matt Lauer. You, that dude's like the squarest dude ever. Next thing you know, next you know, Anderson Cooper is going to be grabbing nuts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anderson Cooper inappropriately grabbed my nuts. Matt Lauer is on TVs every morning when people are getting their kids ready for school. I know this thing about, uh, I mean, this is off topic about the sexual predatorness, but I mean, because of his sexuality and craziness, the coach from the Miami Dolphins got caught doing cocaine because he was in love with a stripper. Listening too much T-Pain. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's wrong with these people today, man? 2017 is a year of wildness. Wildness. And the thing is, is most of these dudes is old. We're not even talking about the the, the, the senator from Alabama that was sitting. He's going to get voted. Hella old hella messing old. with 14-year-olds. So this has been going on forever. The <laughs> thing don't even work, man. How you... Taking Viagra and just—I mean—is it the—is it the pills they're taking or something like that? Just make their heart like kind of palpitate and they get lightheaded mm-hmm. and they just go crazy. They can give a—they can give a 95-year-old man a boner for two weeks, but you can't fix cancer. 
you can't like what the fuck man they don't make any sense but still like this has been going on and like you hear people talk about the culture the casting couch culture yeah um all of these Systemic. occupations where they're it's male driven or basically you gotta you if you want to get in you're gonna have to find some way to sac- like give something up. you know what it you is know, though it's crazy they're painting the picture like this is just straight men it's a man problem Men are just sexual deviants And they just want to get all this crazy stuff done It can't be that it's just all men I'm not saying that it's not majority men Because I'm sure it is majority of men That just, you know, that testosterone want to get in you And you just want to touch everything But there's got to be instances where There's even men that are just scared to come out Because they don't want to look bad or, or lose their masculinity I mean, Terry Crews came out So men, women getting at him For, for jobs on the casting couch Like, that's crazy And they're there are some powerful women in the industry, music industry, the movie oh, yeah. industry. There's some powerful women out there that yeah. have jobs, that, and and some that are single, or they make. You know, <laughs> they don't care, and they don't care. <laughs> they don't give two dams. They gonna get theirs. But it's just crazy that this is all happening. I'm glad that it's. I'm glad it's coming out because this this stuff can't keep going on. Yeah. So if it has to keep coming out, and and people need to lose their rep, lose their image, lose their job. For the next generation of, of old perverted fucks to know that this can, can't continue any longer, it would be great. 2017 is just a year of outing. Everything ain't coming out. Russian probes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like they're going to find something. That's, I mean. There's something there. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They said it though. What's done in the dark going to come to light. Mm-hmm. You can't keep doing dirt and not come to the light. That's right. You over there touching everybody and whatnot. Somebody's parent gonna get mad. Oh, oh. Man. And Trump and Trump has a possible civil case pending for um a contestant on the apprentice that is saying that he got at her. And there's like twelve more girls saying something about President Trump as well. You know what's crazy? Tupac and Mike Tyson went to jail for this. I ain't seen nobody go to jail yet. Mm-hmm. And them brothers was innocent. Yeah. I mean, if they wasn't innocent, even I'm if just they saying were. the fact that. But they were. But even if they jail were, quick after this allegation, allegation in jail, real quick. Yeah. Uh, did these people over here? They ain't even had no case set up or nothing like that. I haven't seen anybody. Oh, oh Bill O'Reilly's getting sued again for some other Bill stuff too. Bill O'Reilly, the the Fox News editor, the the head of Fox News before Bill O'Reilly, he got canned too. But what's crazy? I'm going back to the whole Tupac thing. You're right, man. Like, I remember when I said if if I was president. It wouldn't be death row It'd be death week You know We gonna handle shit real quick Yeah and that's what they did with Tupac He was in the club Had that incident happen One night Got shot the next night And was tried and convicted All before they stitched him up With his bullet holes Yeah man Like all about 48 hours I felt like it happened They caught him It was done Trial Brother you in jail We, we right here Count K.O. on Anchor He's gonna develop a way To stop the man yeah, we are. I think we should do that. How would we do that? Hmm. Well, first, you got to teach people how to select better so that they're not trying to just get something that they don't deserve or, or, or need. So it's like, uh, I'm, I'm a sexual predator because I can never get the hot girl. You know what I mean? Okay. So you're like above your league. So you're getting people to say no constantly, but your your focus is wrong. Like, stay in your lane. You only deserve this. You're about a six. Yeah. You're about a six on a good day. 
And that's because you're in a position of power, and then you go in and holler at ten and a half. Yes, that don't make no sense. If you're a cool guy, don't expect just because you're cool to get the hot chick. I mean, sometimes you're just gonna get the cool chick because you're a cool guy. So it's like, you know, in my opinion, you're just shooting for the wrong star. You gotta know what you would get. Absolutely, I can't believe you actually made that transition happen. Um, because <laughs> I, I wonder, as a guy. This is for us just talking and, and all you listeners out there Feel free to chime in Is it more important to have The cool chick or the hot chick And I'm not saying your girl is going to be Cool and butt ugly Or I'm not saying that your girl Is going to be hot and a total bitch But that she's not going to be even It's not going to be 50, 50, you know, 50% hot 50% cool You got to like What to you is more important The cool chick or the hot chick The cool chick you know, because uh, being hot, you know, that you got you got a, a short run at that. Maybe, maybe you got a long, maybe you got ten, twenty years of looking hot. But there's other hot chicks that are probably going to be as hot, if not hotter. Yeah. But being cool, cool is very particular. Like, what makes you cool? Maybe you have good jokes. Maybe you um, are a good speaker, a good listener. Maybe you can cook food better than anybody else on the planet. That makes you cool. Yeah, absolutely. You can fold laundry. You can fold the hell out of some laundry. Clean house, that's pretty cool. Come home and clean house, that's pretty cool. Heck, heck, heck yeah. Maybe you let your man have two TVs in the living room so he can watch the AFC and the NFC game at the same time. Shout out to the general. I mean, that's kind of cool. Maybe your wife allows you to barbecue every day. Mm, that's pretty cool. I agree with you. I think it's more important to be with the cool chick than the hot chick. And even taking it, looking... Inside of that 10 years to 20 year stretch that you're talking about of their hotness, even in their even in their hotness prime, there are still down times where it's not like their hotness comes into play in any way, shape or form. <laughs> but, you know, you know, like, yeah. especially once you get to the point where you got kids, like it's not like we can shake the sheets all the time. <laughs> we can't just run around butt naked and enjoy each other's hotness. At some point, I'm going to have to deal with you as a person. And then my homies got to deal with you. My friends got to deal with you as a person. Yes. I mean, I know my lady's attractive, but for me, it's more important to have the cool chick because you can't be fucking all the time. There's, um, and you remember, <laughs> really, you remember this? Uh, this was a long. This was when you were still with the Chargers, and it, it was me, you. You were driving. I'm sitting in the back with like with VJ and uh, somebody else, and then sitting up front with you. Is Dave Ben? He's riding shotgun, and I'm on I'm on my soapbox in the back, and I'm going, I don't give a fuck what y'all say. You show me the finest girl in the planet, I'll show you some dude that's tired of fucking her, because you got to deal with her at some point, other than just fucking, right? Yeah. And I remember Dave Ben looked back at me, cool ass white dude, looked back and gives me this dap and goes. My nigga You know what I mean Right Cause I'm thinking about it At the time He was fucking Pamela Anderson Yeah like you That got, was happening Yeah You got people like Beating off to your girl like you're, There are people around the world That have your girl On their walls Enjoying themselves To your girl yeah. And you sitting there going Preach Yeah Like I, I need I need the I need the cool girl I gotta deal with you A lot more In, in different In avenues And lanes Cause I'm pretty sure just being hot Nine times out of ten The hot girl was just living off of her looks So she has not acquired any of the skills That could help her do something Other than just be hot I agree with that as well Like uh 
Uh, like Eminem said, that's there's there's no such thing like a female with good looks who cooks and cleans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Although my girl can cook and she's hot, but she's more cool than she's hot. But she's more Paula Dean on the inside than anything else, and that makes her the coolest lady on the planet. I mean, she coming home with a gun party, fam. My wife grew up holding shotguns and grenade launchers. I mean, it can't get any cooler than that. So you know, stuff hits the fan. You got somebody that's going to have the right side on right chick. next to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you let us know what you think. Is it more important to have the hot chick or the cool chick or the hot guy or the cool guy? The guy that, yeah. you know, you're not embarrassed to take your man around in public. Anchor. I hate, the, I hate the guys KO. that think they're hot. I wish a dude would say he's just hot. Get out of here, man. <laughs> Dude's wearing mascara and foundation. Makeup remover. Makeup remover at <laughs> <and> all. <laughs> Cali KO, in your ear. Giving you mad knowledge while you're here. Kalea chilling on the ground. This program on Anchor, Colin KO, is brought to you by Nike. People want to steal them. People get shot over them. And they're overpriced. But we still love them. So thank you, Nike, for my wonderful shoes. This episode also brought to you by Bacon. Everything's better with bacon. Everything's better with bacon. Listen up. I don't care if you're black, green, blue, white, or orange. All right. So, yo, we just watched that Joyner Lucas I'm Not a Racist video. What do you think? I think the metaphor is awesome to have two actors, one black, one white, uh, acting out his his words. It gives his words more power when it's coming from both sides because it shows the duality of that that argument. And then there are two sides to that argument. And we always classify every person as one thing. In actuality, there's both sides of racism on both sides of racism. So it's kind of it's, it's, a, it's a, I think it's done perfectly well. It's a great concept. I'm surprised no one had came up with that type of concept for a song before, because it's not like these are new issues. That's something um, that Kanye would do, I think. But he yeah, didn't. yeah. But he, but he, you know, Pastor Kanye, he went Jesus walks, and nobody had ever touched on that before. Yeah, but. This song is great. It's just, I just, it's getting conversations started with people. And, you know, my brother in law sent me this link, the link to this, and he's going, man, I really hope people m- listen to this this song to the end. Cause you- <laughs> yeah. It's real to the end. Yeah, it gets real. Um, but a, a powerful song. That's like a Kanye. That's like some Nas type shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was so just, I was impressed. just as I was saying that, there's something that Kanye would, would come up with. Kanye actually has a song on his uh, Yeezus uh, uh, soundtrack, um, Blood on the Leaves. Mm-hmm. He's talking about We the New Slaves. Yeah, that's just good. Don't worry about it. Okay. Gotta learn. Fall, bump your head, get back up, make stronger. Yeah, she good. Um, yeah, but no, Blood on the Leaves, uh, that song by Kanye, he talks about We the New Slaves, talking about, um, you know, we're a slave to uh, commerce, to trends, fashion trends, uh, you know, movie trends, uh, things that, that uh, popular people do. We follow behind them, chase after them. You become a slave not in, in the sense of you're working in the fields, but you're a slave to society the way it is, the status quo. Yeah, this one is a little bit more specific and <laughs> yeah. straightforward, and there is no beating around the bush, and it is, it is right at your throat. That's Wu-Tang, protect your neck type <laughs> shit right there. You oh. know, like... Um, oh. But man, it's a, a a great video, a great song, a great concept, and I like the fact that he he made it a point to say that he didn't want to have himself in the video. 
Shout out to Joiner Lucas and that I'm Not a Racist song. And, uh, there's a rapper out of New York, My Son, who did a remix. A lot of people are doing remixes, but I liked his. It's the second one I showed you. Just because yeah. he's a little older, a little more seasoned in his blackness. You know what I mean? So he... <laughs> So he took he took it there, you know. He That's gave a good play he on words. Seasoned in, in his blackness. blackness. Yeah, thank you. That should go in a lyric. That should go in a rhyme. Somewhere. Black fish. <laughs> Cajun. Cops put a hurting on your ass, man. You know, they really degrade you. White folks don't believe that shit. Don't believe cops degrade. Oh, come on, those beaties, those people are resisting arrest. I'm tired of this harassment of police officers. Cause the police live in your neighborhood, see, and you be known them as Officer Timpson. Hello, Officer Timpson, going bowling tonight? Yes, uh, nice pinto you have. <laughs> Niggas don't know him like that. See, white folks get a ticket, they pull over. Hey, Officer, yes, glad to be of help. Here you go. Nigger got to be talking about, I am reaching into my pocket for my license. Because I don't want to be no motherfucking accident. But yeah, that's that, that's what's going on with that one. So what? Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, David from uh, Medicine Remix. Uh, that fact, that fun fact about knowing a man's masculinity is tied into Wu Tang. Yeah. And you just mentioned Wu Tang right now. I was laughing last night because I got Wu Tang on my wall. That's how you know that you're fully masculine if you are affiliated with Wu Tang. Yeah. As a listener, yeah, fan, or. I got entered the 36 chambers on my wall, right on top of Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly, which has a bunch of Nia's standing right in front of the White House. You're welcome, America. America. Um, so yeah, that was, yeah, that was dope. David Benavides uh, was, was kicking some knowledge. Um, thoroughly. Thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we had to come back right, right back at y'all yeah, right. with some more facts, mm. some more interesting things that we've picked up across America, starting in the East Coast, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah, man. Tell us about a precedent that just took place. <laughs> I, I mean, according to what we know. Yeah, and I, I want somebody to correct us if we're wrong, Please. but I think we just found our black, our first black serial killer. There was a black serial killer found in Tampa last week, and I was like... I think that's a first. I've never heard of a person, a black person, having the patience to develop a way to kill people and then do it consistently without getting caught. Yeah, we, we pretty much just uh, we're affiliated with drive-bys and, and uh, things of that nature. Like we're not even terrorists. Like we don't have time to sit there and, and order C4 or figure out how to get it into the states. We're just not patient enough. Disguises, like serial killers. Disguises and all that kind of pa- yeah, have a particular, evidence, a particular set yeah. of skills. I to see be black men have killer. sex with anything. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some skinny black dudes in the hood. They got some big white women, and they've killed more than they may. They may gangbangers. They've killed more than one person, but that person was. Yeah. It was a there was a purpose behind that person. So, but I mean, yeah. the only thing I can think of that was close is you remember back in the day when um some dude. Got caught in the trunk of the car killing people oh, like yeah. five, ten years ago. Yeah, and the, I know the rifle guy, right? The, yeah. the sniper. But the DC sniper? Yeah, yes. But I thought they, they were like African African, like motherland. I thought that they were like motherland black, not black Americans. Yeah, no, nah, African Americans, I don't think they fancy the serial killer type. But 
uh, answer this. This this might fall into that category, but just be classified a different way. If you are a member of the Crip Gang and you shoot only people that are affiliated with the Blood Gang, does that make you a serial killer because you have a particular type of person you want to kill and you go after them and you have a strategy on how to uh, get your victims? I guess it technically would. Technically would be serial killer, but it's called gang violence. It's it's gang related. Because it's not just one person that's doing it. Because I guess yeah. serial killers are very particular about how they have their style. So like Zodiac is from the Midnight Stranglers, and that from the Boston Stranglers is there from the uh, the BTK. So a serial, serial, serial killers means you, you have multiple killings. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm a serial killer. You know why? I'll be killing motherfuckers on them decks, homie. Holla at me. 